Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Welcome to Road to Redemption. I'm your guest host, Colby Anderson, and I'm glad that you're back with us today. We've got a special guest with us today. I'm excited to introduce my, uh, not only my brother in Christ, but just a great friend of mine, Lee Barr. Lee, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing great. We are so glad to have you on the show. You and I have talked a little bit about uh, just your testimony. You you and I have been walking together, um, doing life in small groups and just right. through the church. And, yeah. and it's, uh, man, you are such a mighty man of God. And so I, when I asked you to come on, I just, I was excited to just hear what God's put on your heart to share with us today. So uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and how you came to Christ and, and maybe just a few stories in between. Okay. Well, I um, was uh, born and raised in South Carolina, a little small town called Johnsonville, and I really uh, grew up on a farm life and then uh, decided to join the military and did 32 years um, of service to our country and uh, ultimately retired after that. And uh, we settled in this area. And um, it has just been one of the greatest decisions we have ever made. And so for those 30 plus years that I've been married to my wife, she carried um, that load of being a military spouse. And um, she would go wherever the military asked us to go. And so when we were getting ready to retire, I said, you've been following me. Now I feel like I need to have your input on where we're going to go. And it was either one or two places. And she said, we're coming here. Great decision. Oh, that, that's, that's so, that is a great decision. So how long ago was that that y'all moved in, into the area? We moved uh, back into the area. I used to be stationed here okay. um, from, I think it was October of 99 until all the way to August of uh, 2005. And I, I was on a special duty assignment here and they asked me to extend two years in a row. And like, you know, I hated to do it, but somebody's got to serve here, right? right? In this land of paradise. So it wasn't hard to convince me to stay an additional two years. And then uh, we left and then came back in uh, 2016 and we bought our house here. Amen. For those that don't know uh, and may hear this later, we, we live in, in one of the most beautiful places in the world, we and do. that's here in Destin, Florida. And it's just uh, what, a, what a blessing uh, it is to just be in such a beautiful place, but only, not only a beautiful place, a place where it just seems we're surrounded by people who love the Lord. Yeah, and that's one of the, one of the big draws, right? You want to be around people. Uh, of like faith. You want to be around people that you know where you're, where, you, where God has put you, that you're surrounded by um, great men and women of God. And that's what we have here. And it's, it's a special, special place. I agree. So tell me a little bit about your, your walk and, and coming to Christ. I know you, we, you and I've talked a little bit. You said you, right. you grew up in the church, but just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, grew up in the church uh, in South Carolina. And um, I remember, you know, like I told you before, the first real touch of God that I felt, I was around 11 or 12. I want to say 12. And um, in those, in the church that I grew up in, they had those afternoon 
programs and they would bring in different music groups. And so we would go from church to church. And my dad had a gospel group called the Golden Tones. And they were really, really good. And they were good enough to go professional. But my dad decided he didn't want to do that and take away from the family. So he decided that we'll stay local. And um, doing one of those programs, the spirit just hit me. And of course, I didn't know it at the time. I was 12. And my the next day, my aunt saw me. And her name is um, Moselle. Aunt Moselle saw me. She goes, man, the Holy Spirit really got a hold of you uh, yesterday. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, you're clapping and you couldn't sit down. You were smiling from ear to ear. God touched you, son. And um, that was my first taste of the Spirit of God. And um, so as we grew, and I, I joined a gospel group. And I think I told you this. My cousin married who is a minister now, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Sam Burgess, and he preaches till today and does a great job. He got his brother-in-laws, who are my cousins, and myself, and he formed a group. And so we, I played uh, the bass guitar, sung for years, and then I quit because sports were more important to me, and he tried to get me not to do that. And I'm like, nah, I, don't, I can't do both. So I decided to pursue my uh, sports career. And you could tell that uh, that didn't go very far. But um, I played all throughout high school. And the next touch of God was I was 18 years old and I was still singing. And my aunt, Aunt Moselle, asked me to lead a song at this church called St. James in, uh, in our community. So we go there and I'm singing this song and it hits me. And again, I don't know exactly what it is, but looking back, I know it's the Holy Spirit. I sat down. I'm telling myself to stop singing and everybody's in the church. The, the, the anointing dropped and everyone in the church is like, sing, baby, sing. And I was like, man, in my mind, I'm saying, I got to sit down. I got to stop this. This is crazy. So I sit down and I jump back up and I stop singing. I start singing again. And I tell myself, stop what you're doing. People think you're crazy. So I sat back down. I get up again and I start singing. And when the Holy Spirit let go of me, I took a beeline to that door and I walked out and I looked in the sky. I said, if you're going to do that, I'm not going to sing for you again. And so I didn't sing for years until uh, I was in the Air Force stationed overseas and I met Brian Howard and his wife, Sherry. And they were just... Uh, example of what uh, being a Christian was. They never said, repent, you're going to hell. They just said, hey, want to come to church with us? We can eat dinner afterwards. And so they just did that. And they got me and my wife in church. It wasn't like we were foreigners to go into church, but that relationship aspect that he showed me. And he never once said, you need to be saved. He just walked that life and it was me who ran to him and go, man, what must I do? What else do I need to do? And that's how we got um, led to the Lord by their example over a year of walking with us and um, bringing us to Christ. And my wife and I got saved August 1st, 1987 in their living room on their couch and gave our lives to God at the same time. It was just a special, special time. Praise God. So let, let me, how old were y'all at that time? 
Or how, old, how old were you? 23? We yep, yep. Both of us were 23 at that time. 23 years old. Um, yeah, that's, you know, you said something about uh, you you felt the move of the Spirit on you, and it, and it even kind of scared you a little bit did. At, at that time. He did. Yeah. Right, because you didn't understand it, right. and you didn't know, necessarily know how to, 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 to use that and 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 move in that in that way with the spirit filled in you right. and and so yeah that's that's so interesting um well tell us a little a little bit about uh your walk since since the day y'all gave your life to christ what is what has that looked like it has been just one of the best journeys and decisions we my wife and i could have ever made and so brian not only did he lead us to the lord but he discipled us and he had um, home studies in his house every week. And so that discipleship of bringing me alone, now he introduces, hey, do you know who the Holy Spirit is? And so he takes me through all these um, scriptures in the Bible. He gives me a book on the Holy Spirit. And again, he doesn't tell me, you need to do this. It was me who ran to him go, man, this is special. What do I need to do to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And uh, again, he just, that prime example of just walking the walk. His walk was louder than his talk. And uh, he made sure of that. That's incredible. I, th- I think about a couple of things you said once you give your life to Christ. I-, I think about so many people who give their life to Christ, but then they don't really have any support after that. Right. And, and that is, that is so tough. There's, there's a parable about that in, in, uh, the soil and, and the way the weeds come in and, and, and just, it, it you, you don't get planted the way that God's intended right. it because nobody's there. So on kind of both sides of that is, is when you give your life to Christ, it's so important to get plugged in, not only to a church, but to what's going on within the body of the church. So what's going on with small groups, what's right. going on with being around other men and women of God. And then the other side of that is what are the um, the the men and women of God who've been walking with God for a long time? How right. are you di- helping disciple people? Because that is such a need, such a need in in the community and in, in, in the body of Christ. It is is to is to give of your time to disciple, and we do a lot of that through small groups. We do the discipleship. You know, people get saved, right? And then maybe a month could be a year. They're no longer walking with the Lord. And we make a quick judgment. We go, huh, they never got saved in the first place. No, they weren't discipled correctly. That's and I good. think if we're the body of Christ, you're the hands, I'm the feet, Drew's the eyes. And if we don't disciple the body of Christ correctly, we got division in the house. And so uh, people leave, not because necessarily they weren't saved or um but they didn't know what else to do. We we owe the we owe our Lord and Savior more than just leading people to Him. We have to disciple them, and He had twelve disciples, right? And so we have to do that. It is critical. And so Brian Howard and his wife opened their homes, did that for us. I didn't even know what they were doing. 
I didn't know it was called discipleship. I was just hanging around people that we loved that saw us heading to hell and threw a life raft out to us and brought us into the, to the body of Christ. And so his example of opening his home, and we've done that in the past as well, and um, being with you now in small groups, we always have to have uh, our previous pastor at Abundant Life, uh, where I first met uh, Pastor Steve and, and Miss Jackie. He used to say, everybody needs a Paul and a Timothy. And he would say, and every woman needs a Paulette and a Timothy. Yeah. So uh, that's what he used to say. And so I uh, tried to focus on always having someone pour into me, and then I'm trying to pour into others. And uh, that's what it's all about. It is about this road that we walk uh, and that we call a Christian life. And, and we have the tools and the experience as more as we uh, live in the body of Christ and have these experiences where we try to overcome through Christ that we can lead people through and navigate those waters. And that's what we need to do. We owe that to our Lord and Savior. Yes. You know, you said something that just really hit me. Uh, you were you were, you were, were a good man. You were serving in the military. You were doing all these things and and were probably a, a pretty good dude. You grew up in the church and, and, and that's, I didn't know you back then, but that's just my guess. But you I were, was I. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and even though we can, you know, you can do things that maybe you 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 weren't uh, an evil person. You were you were. Hey, I I'm, I'm feel like I'm a pretty good dude. Right. But you said something, and I was going to hell. Yes. You know, and I think that we can get that. I know for me in my walk, uh, before I accepted Christ, I thought, well, I'm a pretty good dude. Right. And there's a lot of pretty good dudes. I was at a. Um, uh, listening to a guy that's a good friend of mine one day, and he said the the road to hell is is paved with good old boys. Yes, and we live up in the Funiac, so there's a lot of good old boys up there. Right, I was one of them for for many years. wasn't a bad person, but headed straight to hell. And I, I think that's so important for us to to talk about and and understand that it, it, we can be a good person, but until we surrender and give our life to right. Jesus Christ and put our faith and trust in him, none of the other stuff really matters. None of that matters. And uh, it is the biggest lie and trick of the enemy to make you think just because you're a good person, you should be able to get in. And uh, Jesus says there's only one way to the father and that's through the son. And so we walk around um, thinking that being good enough will get us there. And I remember um, early on in my faith, watching Brian, I had a guy, I was witnessing to him and, um, he was talking about his, his grandmother was a good Catholic woman. His wife is good. He's good. And if God doesn't let his grandmother in, then he doesn't want to serve a God like that. And I'm saying, Hey man, isn't it about being good? It isn't about that. It's about your relationship with Christ. And if your grandmother does not give her life to Christ, she told God, I don't want anything to do with you. He goes, how could you say that? I said, I'm just telling you what the word says. Must be born again. And uh, I don't know what he did with that information. He uh, eventually left, in a, I think it, within the next two months or so. But uh, 
he would talk to me about what I had said. So the seed was planted. I hope somebody else came along and watered, but God gives the increase. Absolutely. So Lee, let me, tell us a little bit about and uh, what you've what you've done. What are, what are you doing now? What's going on in your life and and your wife's life? That that what how how is God using you now in this season? And and what does it look like to pour back into the body of Christ? Right. Well, we, my wife and I, Barbara, I, I know you know her. Yes. Um, we serve and we try to serve the house mm-hmm. as much as we can. Um, we've done, we are on the prayer team. Um, we've been doing that for years now. Uh, we've led small groups. We're a part of small groups. Matter of fact, when I talked to my mom, she said, like, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to go small. Man, you're in church all the time. Yes. Yeah, we are. And uh, we love it. And so um, small groups is all about being discipled. And so we have, I'm in the small groups with you. I'm there with uh, Garland, Pastor Garland. And so it's just, how can what God has given me, how does he want me to use that? And so it is through small groups that I found the biggest impact. And, you know, we're over at the Grand Boulevard um, Rehabilitation Center uh, there with the ministry that's over there. So we try and serve in as many capacities that God has gifted us with. And so um, that's how I want to make that impact. And you know, in the beginning, I wasn't resistant to small groups, but I had my small group that I belonged to. And um, I, I, I thank God for you, man, because you kept, um, I think it was over a year. Hey, Lee, man, we have this Tuesday night men's group. would love to have you there. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, Tuesday nights, huh? What time is that? Uh, six o'clock. Okay. Well, maybe one of these days. And so you kept going and you would, be a couple of weeks, you're like, man, brother, love to see you at our small group on Tuesday nights. And I'm like, man, this guy is not going to leave me alone. And so it was on a Thursday morning, I think over a year and a half ago, yeah, coming up on a year and a half ago, I walked into RI and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if he asks you today, you're going to say, yeah. And so I sought you out and I said, Kobe, how long have you been asking me to come to Tuesday nights? And he goes, man, I've been asking for a while. I said, well, you don't have to ask anymore. I'll be there this Tuesday, and I'll be there from now on. I don't, know that, you've, got I don't know that you've missed since, except when you're out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except when you're out of town. Yeah, exactly. you know, and, I, and I love that. And I, and I told you that that day, I, I knew the, the man of God you were, uh, and and. I love your heart because your heart is for discipleship. Your heart is to see people grow in Christ who yeah. are new believers. And not just new believers. You and I have been walking with God for a while, me a lot less than you, but we sharpen each other. I mean, right. there's things that you've told me that that you've implemented into your your weekly life, like calling your kids. And it was just right. something that... that, that, that um, uh, calling your kids more. I, I right. think you said you set a time aside every week and, yes. and you had said something about that and it, somebody had made a comment in the small group and it just was a trigger. I, I want to I wanna talk to my kids more and, and, and every week and whatever that, that yeah, was. Yeah, I forgot what that book was that we were going through, but it was, um, it was Dr. Tony Evans' book. That's right. And in the middle of that, I was just so remorseful because I thought, man, I could have done more as a dad. 
And I just said, God, if I could just have a mulligan, that would be great. And the Holy Spirit says, you can. And I'm like, I know I'm, I'm almost in tears and I'm like, what do you, what do you mean I, I can? He goes, you can call your children once a week, set a date and a time. And if they don't need it, let them just talk to you. And then you pray for them and you bless them. And it's been a thing that has changed my life. So Sundays from 12 until about four o'clock, I talk to uh, all three of my children. That's incredible. I love that. You know, as we, as we talk, you know, sometimes I don't know exactly where uh, the conversation is going to lead and kind of what the message is right. for each conversation. Cause we want to speak to to everybody through these, these testimonies that, that we're hearing. And today, yeah. Lee, I feel like um, it is, it is, what are we doing as believers, the ones who have already accepted Christ to grow the kingdom? Yes. And that's through small groups. It's through discipleship. Amen. So uh, time gets short here. We, we we have about 20 minutes, and I think we're past that now. But I well, want to Let ask, me say this. That's, I want to ask you, you last thoughts. You don't know the person that you discipled, what their impact on the kingdom of God is going to be. I wonder who discipled. Billy Graham. I think about that often. Yeah, yeah. I think about that often. I, and I'll, all these other great men of faith, Smith Wiggleworth and all those guys, and, and, and who discipled them. And you don't know the impact of your one decision to disciple a younger man or a younger woman, what that's going to be. Absolutely. And if we all have that mindset, what the kingdom of God will look like 10 years from now. Yeah. Amen. Five years from now. Well, Lee, hey, thank you so much, buddy. It's always just a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Uh, thank you for coming on with us today. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you again, Drew. And here on Road to Redemption, the three things we talk about at the end is we want to invite you out to uh, to church. We want to invite you into the house of God here at Destiny Worship Center. We are blessed to have pastors who um, or it's a Christ-centered church and they just unbelievable things. But if it's not Destiny Worship Center, just a, a gospel preaching church uh, that you can plug into. Once you get in there, you know, get, get a Bible in your hands or even before that, you can download the YouVersion Bible um, off your phone. And that's a lot of us use that to go through and start reading the Word of God. That, that was when God really showed me uh, who he was is when I actually opened the Bible for the first time. So we just really encourage that. And the last thing is small groups. Yes, Small groups is such a powerful tool for the body of Christ. And for those that don't know Christ, we've you led a guy to Christ uh, the other day in the small group that had, that had just walked in and, right. and led him to Christ. Yeah. And now he, his whole life has changed. So uh, we just encourage those things. And Lee, again, thank you for coming on. And we will see you back next week on Road to Redemption. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been a blast. And um, I just love what you guys are doing here to Road to Redemption. Amen. Thank you, Lee. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption. Road to Redemption.